The world needs good fathers. When I was at seminary, the whole emphasis of our seminary education, at least in college seminary, was helping men discover and appreciate their identity as sons of God so that they could become good fathers. Becoming sons in order to become good fathers. And in college seminary, it wasn't just fathers as priests, but fathers of families. Because on the whole, only about 30% of the men in college seminary would actually become priests. I celebrate this Wednesday my 10th anniversary as a priest. And from early age, I knew that I was called to be a father, but not necessarily to become a priest. But it was over these 10 years now as a priest that I've come to appreciate the fatherhood that comes with being a priest. There's something true, uh, ennobling, uh, fulfilling, knowing that I am totally consecrated, totally given to God and his people. Our sexual nature is such a big part of us that to say I'm going to sacrifice a wife and kids and be totally given to the Lord is something special. Think of you and your spouses. You are consecrated to your wife. You are consecrated to your husband. That uniqueness of consecration is something that I hope you appreciate. As a priest, in a sense, it's tenfold insofar as it's with our Lord. As a priest, when you first begin, you're an associate, you're an assistant pastor. And so you have a spiritual fatherhood role with individual families or individuals. But the beautiful thing is when you become a pastor is you become then a father of a family. Being pastor here at Queen of Peace, I am now the father, spiritual father, of of all of you. And just as a father has his leadership, his authority to guide the family, same thing goes for a priestly father to do this. And as a priest, you have challenges, you have blessings, and I like to say they're not anything greater or less than your challenges. I just like to say they're different, right? They're different blessings, they're different challenges than you all have. And so when I heard this verse growing up, and especially in seminary, it was really powerful to me because Jesus says the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. And if it was the case that way with Jesus 2,000 years ago, how much more so today is the harvest abundant? How much more so today Are there people who are troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd? And so we can say, oh, that's the case, and okay, hopefully someone else does it. Someone else becomes a pastor, someone else is a father. But no, all in each of us men need to say, no, if not me, who? If not me, who else will do it? And that last verse of our gospel, without cost you have received, without cost you are to give, or 
Another translation, freely you have received, freely you are to give. I realize, recognize how I've been blessed in my life. And that wasn't given to me. My blessings aren't just for myself, but they are to be given. They're meant for me to be motivated to give myself to another. But again, this verse, these verses at the beginning of our gospel aren't just for priests. Yes, they relate maybe most directly to priests, but they're also to all of the Christian people. But most relevant maybe today, they are for fathers, for men. I came across an article called Good Men Are Holy Men, or Strong Men Are Holy Men. And in this article, this woman talks about fatherhood and the connection of a pastor, of a shepherd. Because we have these nice depictions of shepherds, right? Sitting with their sheep, just kind of lounging around. But that's not the full image, the full reality of what it means to be a shepherd. A shepherd has to protect his sheep. A shepherd has to fight off the wolves. The shepherd at night would actually lay across the sheepfold at the gate so that nothing could get in, but also the sheep couldn't go away, exposing himself to the wolves and to dangers. Be nice to have a picture of a shepherd who's bloody with his staff maybe broken because he's fighting off the wolves. This author said this, she said, Devaluing fatherhood leads to social pathologies that are too obvious to list. Men become excessively soft. Women grow excessively hardened. His strength no longer serves the good, but serves himself. Her vulnerability becomes less an avenue for relationship, and instead a demagogic fetishing of her feelings. And children suffer most of all. She goes on, but lest we grow cynical, there are men who take seriously the call to fatherhood, biological and spiritual, and do not take seriously the propaganda that they are little more than dolts or despots. They don't sit passively in the field while technology and its attending addictions ravage their children. Nor do they shrug as their teenage daughters splash sexy selfies online or their sons while away with their time with video games or pornography. Men, fathers are called to be shepherds, pastors that fight off the wolves and protect their children and their families. But we're not called to do this on our own as men, as fathers. When I was down in Texas after high school and then first years in college, for about four or five years, I basically did my faith on my own. We'd be in the middle of uh, Montana for hockey games and I'd find the local church, I'd get myself to Mass. Sometimes maybe a teammate would come, maybe a coach would come. Oftentimes it was by myself. It was by myself. And I was fine with that. 
But then I finally entered seminary. And I entered an environment with 160 other guys. Discerning to become priests, some would, but many others would just become good men, good fathers. But being among those men, I found a band of brothers willing to fight, willing to sacrifice, having the same mission, having the same goal and purpose in their life, knowing that I wasn't alone. Men who would challenge me, who would encourage me, who would help keep me accountable. We need this as men. Many of you men are doing great things, but you're isolated from other men. You lack good, deep Christian friendships with other men who have the same values, goals, visions for your life, your marriages, and your families. Even Jesus himself had a community, a band of brothers. We heard in our gospel. He called the twelve to be with him on his mission, to be a part of his community. At our parish, we have numerous men's groups. We have Exodus 90 groups. These groups have transformed men. I've seen it. They can speak to it themselves. Their wives especially can speak to it. And because they've been transformed in these groups, their marriages are being transformed, their families are being transformed, our parish is being transformed, and our community as well. There's something consoling, ennobling, exciting, knowing other men are on mission with us, building up God's kingdom in their families. Other men who have the same vision of what it means to be a father, knowing that they're not alone. Men, go all in. Realize how important you are in your fatherhood. There's men still every Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. meeting. Join them. Join them. 6 a.m. Or invite some other men you know to be a part of some group. Go chop wood. Go shoot guns together. Do something like that together. Share your life together. Share your challenges and your blessings. Pray for each other. Encourage each other. And help each other. The stakes are high. The harvest is abundant, but the labors are few. Let's pick up our intentionality in our mission as fathers, as men. Realize how important you are. I like to, to think about, you know, if you think St. Paul, St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Peter, St. John Vianney, all these great men are going to ride in here and transform our lives, our marriages, our parish, communities. They're not going to. You are. You are our provisions that God has given us to our community and our parish and our families. It is up to you. Live your life as on mission. And have a courage to get out of your comfort zone to build friendships and community with other men based on that shared mission. Those of you who have been on teams, those of you who have served in the military, you understand there's a bond of very something special that you share when you have that same purpose, when you're working on the same mission. It's a beautiful thing. And realize, without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. Freely you have received. Freely you are to give.